Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Alice. Hey, Reza- now. Greg, what are you doing here? Hey, what do you mean? What I- Allison, where do you, you come from, Greg? I came from the world of childish, and I just want to make sure that your listeners know that you're just as wonderful on the, on the other podcast you do. What if they don't have kids? Don't need them. You don't need them. A lot of our listeners actually tell us they don't have kids. We talk about sex. We talk about all sorts of dirty stuff, but also parenting stuff. Yeah, so. Check out Childish, new episodes every Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. This is a very special episode because I had a guest lined up, June Diane Raphael, uh, and very excited to have her on the show. However, I got an email a little while ago saying she needed to reschedule. Um, it was a very apologetic email, which, by the way, I appreciate. I appreciate the like, this might be messing up your... Sh- I mean, it didn't say this, but I feel the tone was acknowledging that like, this is sort of a last minute thing. And I totally understand this was unavoidable. Um, so our guest today is someone that the Patreon people who already know, who I told about this, they are already very excited about this episode. And I think you guys will be as well. It is with our own bad boy of podcasting, Tony Thaxton, drummer for Motion City Soundtrack, producer, audio engineer, extraordinaire, and someone that I enjoy talking with multiple times a week, Tony Thaxton. Hello. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Please put your hands together (laughs) for Tony Thaxton. I can't let myself have all that. I'm cutting it off. (laughs) That feels too weird. I was going to not hit it, and then you said applause. I can't, you know. I know. We have also (laughs) broken with format because I think normally... I would chat with you at the time. I would check in with you. Then I would yeah. introduce the guest and then I would bring you in. So this you, one, anything could happen. You know what I do wonder is, because I feel like by the time when people listen to this, I feel like they usually will see the title of who is on. I, but I wonder yeah. if there are people that don't. Like if they somehow, I don't even know how you would do that. I guess if it like auto played after a different show you listen yeah. to or something. I so think yeah, that's... If, you, if you if you hear a show and you don't know Who's going to be on? Tweet us. Yeah, at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. That's happened to me before, where I've been in the car and, and the next episode came on. And I was like, oh, who yeah. is this? I feel like that's the only time that happens. Yeah. Um, I also want to call something out, Tony. Get ready to have your ass roasted. Oh, boy. I'm glad. I'm glad <laughs> to be here for this. It's already an ass-roastingly warm day in Los Angeles, by the way. So um, I don't even yeah. know if it could get more roasty toasty but anyway you've broken our streak because the last two weeks our guest danced (laughs) in such a beautiful wonderful they danced like no one was looking even though we were looking leanne kreischer and john ross bowie oh my god the dance moves the joy the way their body just reverberated with the joie de vivre of being alive and you didn't and you called yourself out last week 
for the way that you pretend to be busy so you don't have to dance. And I was uh-huh. like, are, are you going to do it again? And boy, did you, you looked around and now that you've, how long can I talk without taking a break? We'll find out. <laughs> now that you have made me aware of it, I'm like, oh yeah, what presumably are you checking above the computer to the right of the computer to the left of the computer? And then turns out you had to take a sip of something very deliberately. I'm on to you. I got to stay hydrated, you know? I mean, you do uh, have to. Yes. Uh, you know, in all honesty, part part of it, this I was actually, I was adjusting my volume for part of that. That's so, fair. I, the music started, I was like, oh, it's a little loud. I'm going to turn that down. Uh, so every now and then little things like that happen. But yeah, also just not a, not a big dancer. I, prov- I provide the beats, not <laughs> dance to them. <laughs> I, I understand. Um, it's sort of like how I don't like karaoke and I claim it's because I've played in a band, but it, it's really mm. more like because I just don't like fun. I'm not fun. Yeah. See, we differ there. I, I can I can enjoy some karaoke sometimes. What's your song about this? Uh, it used, I haven't done it in a very long time, but I used to always go. My go to was Sledgehammer for a while. Ooh, that's a really good one. Yeah, I put on Total Eclipse of the Heart, the video for my kids. I don't know why. Uh, and Elliot was, have you seen that video recently, by the way? It is insane. I don't think so. It I is. I mean, most of those videos from that time are, are wonderfully insane. Yeah. It is like if the cover of a romance novel came to life, although I can't remember if there's a love interest, but I'm, for, I'm forgetting now, but I just feel like there's like fabric blowing in the breeze mm-hmm. and like a lot of candles. Um, and just, it is just insane. But Elliot was super into it. <laughs> he's got those he likes stuff like that the uh i got very into this for a little while and then the novelty of it wore off quickly because i learned quickly there was just kind of a playlist that just repeats itself but uh are you aware of pluto tv i've heard of it but no uh it's really weird but it, it's it's pretty cool actually because it's a it's a free app like that's on i have it on my playstation i think it's usually on apple tv and stuff it's totally free and it's like having weird cable basically because there's a bunch of different channels on it like there's an entire threes company channel there's a love boat channel is there's it just all like, old stuff um uh, most i don't think everything is old but most of it is i think um Ooh. but there are these vivo channels there's vivo 70s vivo 80s vivo 90s uh and the 80s one I got very addicted to uh, several months ago, and I, I got Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap very into it for a while. Uh, and but yeah, it, it was it's really fun because you know you can see all those videos online still, but there's something fun because it's like old school MTV, and there's something fun about not knowing what's coming next. Yeah, and then there's those videos too that maybe you just like you wouldn't have thought to look up on your own, and you're like, oh wow, I forgot about this one. I gotta so, uh, I gotta check this out. Highly recommend, but so, yeah, it'll get it'll get old after a couple of days because you realize, oh, this is like a loop for. They do change it out every now and then, but it goes on for too long. Yeah, this is okay. The loop thing is the realization I've had, and we might have even talked about it on the show about Christmas music. I love Christmas music. I love when mm. it's Christmas time. I love. I don't mind when I see decorations. You know, at the end of summer, I get excited about that. Actually. However, I realized there's just not very many Christmas songs. There's not enough. So it's like this. I only like a handful of them. And uh, I hear, you know, you hear eight of them and then they repeat. 
Yeah. And it's just somebody else doing the same yes. song. Every now and then you'll hear someone do a fun take on something. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, there are too many of them are the same. Yeah. I and there's that. many that I actually fast forward through. Um, oh, yeah. Question. I know you have your guest hat on right now, but I need to ask. <laughs> I need you to don your producer cap for a moment or your engineer fedora. There is a gardener somewhere nearby and there's a buzzing. Are you hearing it? I'm not hearing it. I know, um, but is the mic hearing it? I doubt it. And even if it does, it won't. I'll, I'll, I'll make it. I'll make it better. Okay. Um, I, th- I say we leave this in. Let the people see what it's really like between us behind the scenes. <laughs> These specific mics, I, I, there are always so many things that I think are going to be heard that are never heard. Yeah. Like Bentley will make all kinds of crazy noises when we're recording and I never hear them. Right. So. So a few audiophile fans will say, what mics are they? And they are the Shure SM58s. And I have been tempted to upgrade to the SM7B. And someday I will. But I those, I think if I were to have the AC and the fan going in the studio, I, I wouldn't be able to have them because they are more sensitive. I truly, yeah, I truly, uh, I'm a fan of, of, of these. I, I think this might even be a SM48 because there's 48s also. And I, I can't tell a difference between the two. They're just one, the 48 is cheaper. And, uh, yeah, they're, I think these are best for podcasts personally because, because of that, they don't pick up a ton of background mm-hmm. noise. This sounds good. I think too, people, too many people overspend on they, nicer gear. They probably do. Yeah. I think if you're in a very controlled environment, maybe the more expensive mic is good. But given that I'm in a room in the backyard with a gardener nearby, (laughs) this Mm -hmm. might be ideal. So listen, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. First of all, we got questions on Patreon and there's some Mm -hmm. fun questions. Uh, We have some more serious stuff to get into because I need a Tony wellness check. <laughs> and there was something else that I, but be, I was about to go, but before all that, and then I completely lost the before <laughs> all that. Oh boy. Oh I like boy. That I don't you forget. What'd you say? I like that. This is the one you forget. The one you were going to start with is the one to forget. Sometimes yeah. I do that lately. I don't know what that is. Like I will have three things and I'll decide to go backwards. And then by the time I get to number one, it's gone. Did, um, you, did you already know that you had forgotten it when you started the sentence and you were just hoping you'd start the sentence and it would come to you by the end? Or did you forget? No, sentence? I was in the I was in your and the listener's place in that I was surprised that I forgot it. Yeah, I have remembered it now and I'm going to jot it down because I'm even going to put something in front of it. Um, Okay, here we go. I'm writing it down. Uh, So anyway, I just wanted to share a fun little back and forth. So uh, I'm on Patreon. Oh, sorry. This is uh, this is so different. I mean, what are are you on? I'm on Patreon. 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 Patreon.com. I had the board tucked away. Sorry. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Just put up a new episode of The Friend Zone, uh, which is the name of the bonus podcast, the bonus weekly podcast that you get. Uh, so you get Friend Zone. You get Zoom parties. You get a level where you can text me and I will text you back. You get the Thursday show videos. You get a new thing I'm doing called The Backstory, which is where I go into the backstory of how I booked each guest and like my feelings throughout the interview and after and stuff like that. Um, but 
two things about that. Again, I've already forgotten one of them. Uh, so I had told the people that I text with that um, I was excited that that June Diane Raphael was coming on the show today, but it was going to be um, she had a hard out. So I was going to have to like keep it tight. And then uh, one of the listeners wrote back that I would have to really um, keep the chatting with tone zone about flies <laughs> to a, and bugs <laughs> to a minimum. And I was thinking, no shit, I might just record that after even. But then when I let them know that uh, she has to reschedule and it's just going to be Tony, she's like, now even more. Now you can just, you know, talk with him about flies the whole time. And now I don't when she had said you got to keep it to a minimum. I don't know if that was wishful thinking. Like I'm telling you what we all want, which is and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying she wanted the talk with you to a minimum. Because everyone mm. wants more talk with you. I'm saying the talk about flies. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've got an upgrade now on today's episode, right? <laughs> this is, yes. That came, Look, that came out wrong. Everyone wants more Tony talk. No, I think I, everyone it's, it's, wants less fly talk. Right. I I, uh, I mean, I think, uh, yeah. It's not, I, uh, it's not up to me. I'm merely a vessel <laughs> for the status of insects in my home. Yeah. Again, I I must remind everyone, it's a pretty like nice, neat, modern home. I know it sounds like a hovel that's like festering with bugs. That's just the way I like to portray it on the show. But whose um, house doesn't have some bugs every now and then? I think everyone's house has some some exactly. bugs. But I feel like we have I have more than it seems right, Tony. Eh, it happens. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing. Oh, yeah. So the most recent friend zone, you know, we answer listener questions and a listener wanted to know about my experience with endometriosis and how I was diagnosed and stuff like that. So I had been putting that one off for a little while because it's sort of a big topic, but I I had promised them that I would get into it on the next episode. So I detailed that and I put it up. And I mentioned on Instagram that, that this episode is about that. And I kind of made a self-deprecating joke about how, you know, I know how to sell it, don't I? Because in the description, I say I go into so much detail that you'll wish I had talked about it less. But I was thinking to myself, you know, I bet this will be one of those weird ones where even though I don't think this is a particularly strong episode, I bet I'll get a lot of new Patreon people because I think that people like hearing medical stories like Grey's Anatomy and all these, you know, there's a lot of people who are fans of like medical drama. Mm -hmm. It turns out I was wrong. <laughs> no one wants to hear. You, I mean, you can't you can't have that thought. Ahead of, even though you're like even though you thought like oh people won't but you're like but then you went oh maybe yeah. they will. Right. And then, so that that ruined it. Maybe maybe that's why. Maybe I jinxed <laughs> myself or maybe truly no one wants to hear about it. I mean, I don't know. Daniel was like, "Why are you making me listen to this again?" We'll see. It's a little <laughs> too early to call it, but it might be I think it's got a real target audience of people who might also be dealing with stuff like that. I mean, we'll mm. see. Anyway. I mean, you're, you're really selling it. So it sounds like they're going to be fools to not sign up. Look, if you have endometriosis, know someone with endometriosis or have, you know, potentially have a cyst on your ovary, you'd be a fool <laughs> not to sign up for my Patreon. <laughs> Usually there's hot gossip. 
This Ooh. one just has hot gossip about ovaries, egg supply, IVF, that kind of stuff. Listen, Tony, what I wanted to talk <laughs> to you about was your Kids Incorporated episode of your hit podcast, Bizarre Albums. Mm-hmm. Did you mention Ryan Lambert? I don't think you did. And I had a young girlhood brief crush on him. I think I once even saw him at Knott's Berry Farm. And I just want to know why. Why no Ryan Lambert talk? Uh, Well... First of all, I don't remember him, but that's not why. He's the hot uh, guy, the hunk. Oh, the hunk. I should have been all over it. Yeah. Um, well, because this record was uh, in the very early, I think it was released during or, or shortly after the first season. And, you know, there were a lot of kids that kind of mm-hmm. came and went from that show. So I was kind of focusing on the early days of the show. So he must have come <sighs> in later. Okay, fine. I, I mean, that's not my memory of it, but. That does make more sense than my memory of it, yeah. which was just. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but hey, I'm just I'm following my own rules here. I understand. I don't like it, but I understand. Okay. I don't know what you have against Martika and Fergie. But, I love know. them. Toy soldiers. <laughs> toy what? soldiers. Yeah, toy soldiers. That song is pretty fantastic. It's that is good. A catchy song. It yeah. is really good. I hadn't heard it in a long time until revisiting it for that episode, and yeah. It's a, it's a catchy song. If I were to listen to it, I would want to listen to it on my Raycon wireless earbuds because I would need to listen to it over and over and over again. And the charge time is incredible on those. And also I would want to like hear all the nuances of it. So I'd want some wireless earbuds with really good sound quality, hence Raycon. Uh, but I think I told you what I've actually been using my Raycons to listen to is heart. I was in a Bo Burnham hole, a bow hole, and now I'm in a heart <laughs> hole. Although I have, I, I thought to myself, it's nuts. I was listening to Bo Burnham nonstop, like nonstop. And now I'm not listening at all. It's weird how that just went away, but then it came back. So I'm yeah. also listening to him again. I can't quit him and, and there's no need to really. Uh, look, there's nothing better than listening to my favorite music after a stressful day. Thanks to my Raycon wireless earbuds. Not only can I listen to my favorite music, but I can listen to it with clarity. Sometimes you just need some upbeat music to pump you up before you see people or to stay calm with some guided meditation. Uh, Raycon are the best way to listen. They come with a bunch of gel tips for your comfort. That's the best because you can customize it to your ears. And unlike some other brands, they don't stick out of your ears. Raycons have a 32-hour battery life, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. They start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. And they come with a 45-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. Give them a try. You'll see what I mean. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, Allison Rosen is your new best friend listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash best friend. That's buyraycon.com slash best friend to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash best friend. Um, I also want to tell you guys about the Ring Alarm System. Protect your home with the Ring Alarm for a special offer. Go to ring.com forward slash best friend. It's the perfect way to start your Ring experience. Um, we have a ring doorbell. I cannot imagine not like I can't imagine life without it. Um, it's so convenient. Everyone I know has one. And we now have the ring alarm and it installs. So you do it yourself. 
It's super easy. It works seamlessly with the other Ring products. I think I mentioned when we first moved into this house, Daniel wanted to get an alarm system and we shopped around a bit. Uh, I didn't know yet of the Ring alarm. And so we shopped around at these, you know, different services where they have to send someone out. It's just a whole, I, I had misgivings and I heard, I kind of polled people. Um, and I heard, stories that didn't make me excited about each of the companies. And then this guy I know, I'll be specific, the guy I go to for hair straightening told me that he had gotten a ring alarm. And I know him to be someone who researches everything. And he told me about it and that he set it up himself. And that was so appealing to me. We set it, we got it, we set it up. It really easy to set up. Uh, and then when we went, we went on vacation again, this is a couple of years ago, we went on vacation and it was so nice knowing that our home was protected. It's just, it's really great. Um, it's peace of mind. It's powerful, affordable. You can install it yourself. It works seamlessly with other ring products to protect every corner of your home inside and out. Best of all, it works together in one simple app. Protect your home anytime from anywhere with the ring alarm. Go to ring.com slash best friend for a special offer on a ring alarm security kit today. You can build the system that's right for your home and have it up and running in minutes. That's ring.com slash best friend. That's ring.com slash best friend. Okay. And we're back. So Tony, how have you been? Oh boy. It has been, you know, I, you know, and listener, regular listeners know it's been quite a, you know, I almost coming up on two years now for me. Um, it's been, it's been pretty rough. Um, it just it's kind of felt like one thing after another for mm-hmm. way too long now. And, uh, you know, I always have the like, OK, or things are going to start looking up now. And then every time it seems like they are, something else happens. Um, I'm trying, you know, if you had if we had done this episode like two weeks ago, I think uh, it would have been um, even more pathetic sad answer (laughs) but uh i've really been trying to push myself these last couple weeks um to just be out more Mm -hmm. safely of course yeah uh but seeing friends and and also i've been uh playing drums a lot more and having some rehearsals for some shows coming up and all of that i'm really like really realizing how much that actually does for me Mm -hmm. how much it really helps um yeah, so that has been very, very, very helpful. And I'm, I need to remind myself more how much that stuff actually helps me. Yes. Yeah. I know. I feel bad that, cause you and I were both so excited to be doing in persons again. Um, yeah. I feel bad that we're not again. Although I feel like there's, you know, a whole bunch of reasons why. I well, mean, there's yeah, one reason I, why I, I, I COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean specifically, you have kids. And yes, I have unvaccinated kids. Yeah. I, I understand that. Yeah, but yeah, that was, and I'll, and I'll admit, and again, and I totally understand why. But yeah, that was a bummer. I, I don't know if I said this on the show or not, but like literally that first in-person recording we had, just driving to your house that day was like the best I'd felt in a year and a half. Oh, because I was just like, I I felt like. As, as silly as this sounds, like I kind of felt like I had a purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Because, you, you know, mean. I just like, 
uh, sure, I'm, I leave home every now and then, but it's usually, you know, just to go to the store or to, you know, see somebody. But uh, this was to actually go somewhere to yeah, do to a do job and, and to do work that I enjoy. Uh, so, like, you know, I've truly missed the in-person stuff mm-hmm. so much. And, like, I get really, um, I know this is also a, a silly sentence to say, but I get really, I've, I've been experiencing a lot of pandemic anger, anger mm-hmm. toward the pandemic. Because yeah. I really, even though, so a few months before the pandemic is when my divorce started. Mm-hmm. And even though that was really a painful, painful thing, I did quickly know, even with how much it hurt, that it was truly for the best, though. Mm-hmm. I like really did realize that quickly. And weirdly, everything else in my life, like the work side of life and everything, uh, was going really well at that time. And so even though I was going through this really painful thing, I was weirdly kind of like excited about the future. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, and then I got to go, you know, on tour again for the first time in, in three and a half years. And that went like, beyond anybody's expectations and then uh i came home and like a month later the world shut down and all i because i really felt like i had momentum and it just feels like all of that momentum just got kicked in the nuts and Mm -hmm. it's gone yeah yeah i know it's really tough i get i get that anger i was talking to a friend of mine um, yesterday, a friend who does not have kids and I was, um, we were kind of comparing notes about like, how are you living right now? And he, um, is sort of more like you where he is wearing a mask, but he's going out and like pretty mm-hmm. much, you know, back to, back to being out and among people, um, as long as it's not crowded. And he talked about visiting a relative of his, who has been basically shut in her apartment for a year and a half. She is vaccinated, but she's scared. Mm-hmm. And just the the mental health toll that that takes. Yeah. That like he feels like we're not talking about that enough. That being said, I feel like there's plenty of articles about it. I just had I don't have the bandwidth to read them. <laughs> like I have no Yeah. I as much as I like talking about it, I have no ability to sit down and read an article about like, here's the effect of what we're all going through. I don't know why. Maybe because it no. feels like we're still in the middle of it. I'm I'm kind of with you there. And that's that's been one of the other kind of changes, I think, in these last two weeks that I've made is I'm, I'm honestly really not even paying attention to the news all that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, a little here and there. And I don't know. I'm just sort of taking the attitude of if I really need to know something, I'm going to find out. Yes. This is maybe true. that's stupid, but that's no. how I feel, and I I I truly believe that. And just uh, I don't know if I start going down those wormholes, it just well, it doesn't do me any good. Yeah, so no, I get it. Avoid it. Um. So have you been? You've been angry lately. Have you been? You've been depressed. Oh yeah, yeah, big time. Because it's just been you know, uh, again going from being married to suddenly not being married. Uh, and then, so suddenly I live alone and I'm, I'm fairly good with alone time mm-hmm. usually, but you know, this has been a very extreme case. Yeah. Uh, so it's, that's too much. And, uh, um, you know, 
shortly after the divorce, like I said, went on that tour. I was surrounded by, you know, my friends and bandmates and uh, every night and then, you know, play to a couple thousand people. And like, it was great. And then I got home and, you know, it, I was exhausted and excited to get home, even though it was a great time. But I'm like, all right, go home. And I, it was seriously like it was almost like the second I opened my door. It was like, oh, right. Things are very different now. Yeah. And then little did I know in another month, they'd be very different. How You said that pretty quickly um, you realized the divorce was the right thing. Mm-hmm. How what was the timing of that, would you say? Because I'm just thinking for anyone who's listening, going through that my, right now, that's probably pretty hopeful for them to hear that. Honestly, like, I, I'm not going to say immediate, but like pretty close to immediate. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm not saying that is, I, that's not anything uh, toward her. Like right. it's no ill feelings toward her or anything like that. It's just truly one of those things that it just, it just, it wasn't working. And, um, I don't think either one of us were very happy. Um, and so, yeah, it just, you know, it, it, again, while it being painful, like quickly you start, you know, you kind of start thinking about all these different memories or just, just overall how you feel. And then, um, yeah, you just kind of start thinking of all that and they start piling up and then you, I was very quickly like, okay, yeah, this is, this is, this is for the best. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And I know you, you were happy that you didn't have to move. You're able to stay right mm-hmm. in the, so yeah. this, like where I'm talking to you, this is where you lived when you were mm-hmm. married. Yeah. Was that hard though? I feel like I, I might've asked you that cause I'm always interested in this aspect of it. Um, was it filled with memories at the beginning? Um, I mean, some, some here and there, but like, I, I have thought about that, like, especially like when things were getting like extra depressing, uh, I was like, should I have stayed here? Like, should mm-hmm. I have like just gotten like a completely fresh start? But um, I truly think it's mostly been fine. Like, you know, of course, there are little things that are going to make you think of whatever, but um Overall, I think it's it's been okay because I really do like this place, and I feel like for, uh, I just I don't know I like everything about I like the location I like the the fact I have a little fenced in yard and mm-hmm. I have a spare bedroom if anybody comes to town, which you know obviously that hasn't really happened much, <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah, just things things about it. I'm like I really do like this place, so and that was why I wanted to stay mm-hmm. here because she immediately you know planned on moving out so i was just like yeah i'm gonna see if i can figure out how to make this work for just me when it was the two of you what did you use the spare bedroom for uh it was kind of just like a it was still a spare bedroom but also kind of like a office slash Mm -hmm. uh i wouldn't go so far as say studio but we would both like record music in there and stuff yeah right so when you you quit the band right in 2013, I did, yes. You quit. Did you... I imagine at the time you thought, this is it, like I'll never come back to this band, right? Yeah, I think so. You know, I I don't know if I necessarily, you know, was saying never, mm-hmm. but that's definitely what I was leaning toward because um, that was another time that in my life that had just gotten... I was 
severely depressed. Uh, um, I, I want to say the most I ever was. And then uh, this last year and a half happened. So probably not true anymore. But uh, yeah, I was just it, it, it. Even though that was the thing I'd always wanted to do with my life and I never uh, imagined I would get to do that for a living. It just hit a point where I was just like I was really having a hard time. Um, and yeah, I just, I didn't know what I was going to do next, but I knew I needed to stop for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then how did it happen that you came back to the band? So in 2016, uh, like right at the beginning of the year, I think, um, our bass player, Matt, who is also my best friend, uh, called me. And was kind of just giving me an update of, he's like, I just want to let you know, uh, we are going to, uh, do some tours this year, uh, and they are going to be, that's going to be it. We're going to call it. Um, oh. And had you kept uh, in touch with him the whole time? Yes. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I'm coming up on next year. He and I will have known each other for 30 years. Oh, which wow. Makes me feel ancient. <laughs> uh, but, um, so, yeah, so he was kind of just like, you know, FYI kind of thing, because mm -hmm. that was a huge part of my life for a long time. Um, and when he told me that, uh, at that point, I was I felt like I was in a much better place mentally and, and everything. And so pretty quickly, my response was, well, I would play those shows if you guys were interested in that. Mm -hmm. and he was that really caught him off guard apparently he said he was not expecting me to say that at all and um he said he was going to talk to the rest of the guys right away and he did and i feel like it all happened like very fast then it was admittedly it was it was that was also a tricky situation because um claudio rivera is is the guy who uh replaced me and he's my he was actually my old drum tech and oh. he's a he's a phenomenal drummer and you know he'd been working for us for a long time and he should he's one of those guys like i i always felt weird that he was my drum tech because he's so good had like, he has had he been in a lot of bands too uh yeah he had he, actually he was uh he was playing with the band saves the day oh yeah uh and then when i left motion city he ended up leaving saves the day and went to motion city um, so it was a weird thing and, you know, he's a friend too. So it was kind of a weird thing to kind of take the job like, from him. <laughs> yeah. And it was, uh, yeah, I felt pretty shitty about that, but I think we were all just sort of like on the same page though of like, I played on five of the albums. Mm -hmm. He played on one. And again, I'm not saying that like to discredit him. It's just, you know, there's a lot more history there. Right. These are going to be these like farewell shows we were going to do. And I think that that was since I was willing to do it. I think we all just sort of felt like this is the way that the these should be. Was he upset? Um, Yeah, at first uh, he was as as time went on, though, I think he uh, he started, you know, accepting it a little more. Um and he actually ended up being at our last, well, what was our last show um, in Chicago and uh, played a, f a few of the songs that night. Um, so I was glad that even by the time the final, final show mm -hmm. happened that he had, you know, kind of 
understood everything and and uh, was willing to come. And, and I'm glad that he got to be a part of that night. Yeah, also. good. Yeah. Well, so then what happened? So you did the farewell tours mm-hmm. tour. Yeah. Uh, so we did that. And then, um, yeah, I think that uh, you mean just as far as like doing another tour again well yeah because you guys you guys pulled a a, a, is it black sabbath or ozzy osbourne who keeps announcing their farewell (laughs) i think well kisses i'd done about a hundred of those i think too um it's smart i this podcast is going away after this episode everyone so (laughs) re-up yes um it was just uh you know i i think at the at the time when when they decided to break up i think that was because I think everyone was maybe not uh, like super depressed like I was when I left, but I think everyone um, was kind of just moving in different directions with life. And uh, three of the guys are married with kids now and stuff. And uh, so I think they were just like kind of feeling burned out because we were doing it like pretty like constantly for over a decade. Mm-hmm. Um so I think everyone just kind of got away from it for a bit and we're kind of living normal lives. And then, you know, uh, three something years passed and I think a conversation just kind of happened. And I think everybody was, uh, again, like it, it had enough time away from it to be, to think about it and be like, that sounds fun. You know, it sounded fun again to everybody mm-hmm. instead of just feeling like, well, we're going on another tour. Um, and and what really helped, I think, too, was having the attitude of we're going to do this tour and then that's it. And, you know, we'll probably do some other stuff here and there, but it's not going to be like we're going to go on this tour, come home for a week and then go right back out again and then go home for a week, come right back out. Again. That's how it used to be. And nobody wants to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So yeah. just this like kind of like, yeah, we'll just kind of sometimes and see see what happens kind of mentality now and are you guys writing new music no we have not done that um i don't know it it's i'm not gonna say it's not gonna happen but i'm also not gonna say it is gonna happen Mm -hmm. um it's been you know thrown out there but it hasn't really uh you know i think especially with the the world in the last year right i think that kind of definitely put even more of a of a end to that possibility um so yeah i don't know uh, I, I i don't know i don't know so we missed you on a recent episode um where jeff filled in do you want to talk about what happened um yeah uh so i think just like a couple of hours before we were supposed to record uh i had gotten the news that um, Brian Keane, who was, who the brother of our guitarist, Josh Keane, uh, had died. Um, and, you know, I, I, I liked Brian a lot. I'm, I'm not going to claim in any way that we were like super close or anything like that, but I, you know, I, I liked him and I've, you know, he'd been a huge part of my life really for like almost 20 years now. Um, because he was, I've spent so much time in Minneapolis, which where he lived and Mm. he was, you know, always around, it would be at all of our shows and, and, um, would always help us out a lot. Um, which if we just needed somebody to help with something, like, I feel like there were times he like 
drove our van like across the country or something for us. And um, he actually is the person that came up with our band name. He came up with the name of our first album. We shot our first video at his house. And um, so like a pretty big part of yeah. the history of the band, even, you know, aside from just being Josh's brother. Cause I mean, we, we all know all of our, each other's families mm-hmm. and siblings. And um, so you know, it was obviously awful. I, yeah. And I feel so terribly for the whole family. Um, and it was, it was a, it was a rough day. And I, I think that combined with everything else that had been, going on again over these last almost two years now everything was just it's just all been like stacking up Mm -hmm. on top of each other it's felt like for me and um i was feeling pretty down to begin with and then just getting that news was was pretty what happened to him crushing um he had fallen off of a ladder and suffered severe head trauma and he he hung on for i think about a week i believe and then he he passed them oh god i'm so sorry tony and i'm yeah. so sorry for everyone who knew him did he have a family yeah he has he has two kids that are uh, they're both adults now um but yeah he he has two kids uh, was he your guitarist older brother yeah and so he and he's understandably very crushed. Yeah, uh, he really looked up to him a lot, and kind of feels like he's the person who kind of like got him super into music. And I think he even said he bought him his first guitar and stuff like that. So, yeah. so awful. Um, it's crazy right now. I think when we all come out of this, which hopefully we will, it's like, we will look back and there has been so many losses that there hasn't really been time to like grieve each one. Like so many, I know that, you know, it wasn't COVID in this situation, but every day you hear of more and more people who are dying of COVID and everyone now has a story of someone who was close to them who died. Um, Yeah. And it's just... Yeah. But I mean, each I've, each life is like some someone who affected a whole bunch of people who was loved, who needs to be grieved. And it's sort of like a war where like there's not time to process to to, to deal with it, you know? It just it's just yeah. a fact of that moment in history and it's awful. Yeah. I've yeah, I've lost four people in this last year and a half. <sighs> Tony. It's so hard. Yeah. So, Brian, your friend, the producer, right? Yes. Um, our friend Ed Ackerson was kind of the, the, was the first one to, to go. That was, he died of pancreatic cancer. Um, another producer, uh, who, and also kind of just one of my like musical heroes, Adam Schlesinger, who did, who did die of COVID. And then, um, 
Neil. My friend, yeah, who was the person I was the closest with, if anybody, Neil Mahoney, who a lot of our friends that have done this show are were yeah. very close with. Um, yeah, that was that was and still is, uh, you know, the hardest one um, to cope with. Um, yeah, just a great, great guy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was it was it was neat to see how many people knew Neil from I mean Instagram was it was just nonstop Neil and people sharing their tributes of him. Um we have Patreon questions, but I do want to ask. So you said that um Brian had come up with the name Motion City Soundtrack. Do you, what's the story behind the name? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it that is a story that gets or a question that gets asked a lot and I wish it was more interesting. So I'm going to warn you of that up top. But really, this, all- this is like a me story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is how it's been told. And I've even tried to get a little more information and like no one seems to remember or even know more. Literally, all it was was he wanted at some point to he wanted to open a shop, some kind of store. And that was what he wanted to call it. And he never ended up doing this. And so I guess when the band kind of started going and, and they needed a name, Josh was just like, I like that name. He's like, you're not actually doing it. So can we take that? Yeah. <laughs> I love <laughs> that it was just, it just any old shop, though. <laughs> well, that's what I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he had a intention, an intention. Right. But I, I don't know what that was. And again, I, I, have, I have asked Josh. And he's like, yeah, I don't I think he just doesn't remember or something. Yeah. Interesting. Well, it's a very evocative name. Thanks. Yeah, that was that was actually like a thing when I joined the band. I was like, that's, I feel like it's a good name. Like, uh, yeah, that way I, I felt I felt all right saying the band name to people. Yeah, um, it's not it's no butt trumpet <laughs> or diarrhea planet. I didn't know there's a band called Diarrhea Planet. Oh yeah, they don't. I they broke up now. They did. They didn't make it with oh, any. Oh no, <laughs> it's sad. Um. Let's take some uh, questions from our fans. All right. When we ask, they send them in. They're wondering how you have been. So thanks so much for answering these questions from our fans. All right. Dan Stark says, do you even own a robe? I feel no, we've covered we've this. We've been over this. <laughs> <laughs> Hence, Tony No Robe. Um, okay, Tammy H. says, I was reading the book Electric Arches by Eve Ewing, and she mentions your band, Motion City Soundtrack, in one of her poems. Are you aware of being a muse? Thank you for all the fun and support you provide for Allison's podcast. Uh, not in this circumstance. I'm not, I, this is the first, this is news to me. I have not heard this. Um, yeah, uh, that's news. I, I did know there have been a few times we had been mentioned before. Uh, the big one was, uh, we're actually thanked as being an inspiration. And, in, uh, I think it's Breaking Dawn, one of the Twilight books. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Stephanie Myers, is that her name? Yeah, is Stephanie a fan. Meyer. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that, and that was like before any of the movies had come out, or there was still, you know, like then the book was just the book, and uh, I remember getting word of that, and at the time I didn't know what it was. Um, yeah, and you know now it's huge. So I knew of that one, but not of this poem. 
yeah, we, we have to go look it up. What if it's like, Oh, I was trying to come up with some, I, I can't do it off the top of my head. I'm trying to come up with some like dumb poem. That's like, uh, like shitting on your band or something, but I can't do it in rhyme. Okay. Uh, I'm sure it, it sounds as if it's definitely not that. Okay. Amy Freehill says, curious to know how did Tony and Jackie know each other before the podcast? I seem to remember they were friends before joining ARI way NBF. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, it, technically I know Jackie through her ex-husband. Um, I, he was actually, which is also how I know Betsy. Oh. Uh, so yeah, they're uh, in the same, uh, her ex-husband and Betsy were in the same improv group and I had, uh, done the show a few times, like telling stories and then they would do improv based on the stories. Was that Bangarang? Yes. Okay. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I had just, uh, met Jackie through that and just, you know, became friendly with the both of them and, uh. Yeah, that's that's it. I started following him. I So when I first met Jackie and Heather on the show, they were still together. And mm-hmm. they were talking about how like a game they have is determining what things are chooches. Mm. Did you ever hear them do this? Like, I, I This sounds familiar, yeah. but uh, like a yeah. button mushroom is a chooch or something, but this isn't a chooch. And so I was following both of them. And then at a certain point, I'm like. Wait, why is he decorating a new apartment? What is going on? <laughs> I I had the same thoughts. Uh, yeah. Because I think this was, I think that was like maybe like six months before my divorce, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I can remember um, my ex-wife and I talking like we were like similar kind of thing where we would like see things on Instagram. We're like, have you noticed like they haven't they're like never with each other and and just things yeah so we didn't have any idea for for quite a while right um okay christina duty says also how is he doing mental health wise i really appreciated his openness as someone who gets and experiences the struggle Listen to well, the previous yeah, half an yeah. hour. Rewind 30 minutes or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was trying to think if there's anything really I can add to that. But uh, yeah, uh, not great. But but uh, really, really trying to push myself to, to, to work on that. Do you feel like therapy is helping you? I know that I think I don't know if it was a Patreon episode or did I do a Monday show with you a while ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't know I, if it was on that shortly after I like was a became officially right yeah but i think you talked about feeling at one point like therapy wasn't helping you that much right i think for a long time i wasn't sure Mm -hmm. like i was going a lot and i know everybody like says how great it is but i was going and i was like i don't am i getting anything out of this i don't know um and i i liked the therapist that i had and then there was a point when um she had like changed her prices or something. And then I was like, and I wasn't doing great financially at that moment. I was like, okay, I have to stop coming to this fast forward. I then ended up getting a new therapist with the uh, insurance I had and had a few sessions with her and very quickly realized I did not like this woman. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she meant well, it wasn't, I didn't like her, but it just wasn't the, it wasn't right, the right fit. fit. Yes. Uh, and then, uh, I wasn't sure what to do next. And then that was kind of when the divorce started. 
and shortly before the divorce, we had started doing um, couples counseling and um, I actually really liked the woman that we were doing that with. And when we were kind of done with that, she had said um, if either one of us wanted to uh, see her individually that uh, we could do that. And uh, so I said I would. And uh, yeah, I don't think actually I don't think I did initially. I think when I got home from tour and then uh, all everything went to hell Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) again, uh, then I reached out to her and I've been seeing her for a while now. And um, she is the first person uh, that I've been doing therapy with that I have really felt like I truly am like getting something out of oh, good. And, and like had you know you hear people i don't know if i'm going to go so far as to say breakthroughs but uh you know you hear people talk about those things but i've definitely had several moments in the last year and a half or something of of like oh yeah okay i mm-hmm. never never thought about that or never realized that so oh that's great yeah, it's been good what do you think is the difference between her and the others or is it more about where you are That's a good question. Um, I think some of it probably is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's something very, uh, this might be a weird answer, but like there's a, almost just, she just comes across very caring. And I don't she's think that's almost like weird. Well, that's I think like a well, good thing to have in a therapist. Well, I, the part of that, I think, was going to sound sort of weird as I was going to say that she almost has this like nurturing quality. That's ideal. Yeah. I, I mean, for someone who is, is open to that, like I, I always gravitate toward therapists who have that quality. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hadn't really thought about that, but uh, I guess, yeah. When I guess that's, yeah, I don't know. She's, I like her. She's good. She sounds great. Um, Incidentally, when I was watching Sopranos, I felt myself disliking Melfi at a lot of points. Yeah. And I couldn't. Is that common? Um, I don't know, but I think I felt that way when I watched it. But I couldn't figure out why, because I'm like, there's nothing she's doing that's wrong. So why am I? Ha-? It felt like an unfair reaction. Yeah. But I don't and know sometimes, why. I think, uh, you know, unfortunately, it's one of those things we all have sometimes where like someone just. You don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, I'm just uh, this person. I don't know. Yeah. It was really weird because I'm like, she ostensibly is the voice of reason. Right. The sensible one in in all this. And yet I found, I don't know, she rubbed me the wrong way in certain spots. uh, And I felt weird about it. Okay. Um, Ray Morgan says, what did you think of Ron Wood, R.I.P.? First of all, I think he means Charlie Charlie Watts. Watts, Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Wait, who's Ron Wood? Ron Wood is also in the Rolling Stones, but he's a guitar player. Okay. Yeah, I think he must mean Charlie Watts since he just died. Yes. Uh, that w- that The timing of that was crazy because someone, a friend of mine sent me a link to a trailer to this new documentary on Netflix that's about drummers. Mm-hmm. And in the trailer, they like focus on Charlie Watts. And like one minute later, I saw the news that he died. Um, so that was kind of crazy. That is weird. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I understand his, his place in history, uh, to be totally honest. I'm not a big Rolling Stones guy, mm-hmm. so I don't really have super strong feelings about it. Uh, I know it's not an exciting answer, but it's just the truth. I'm just being real. 
I don't but, like you know, it. You're obvi- keeping it 100. Yeah. And, 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 you know, obviously it's sad to hear of anybody dying. I'm, uh, you know, that's, that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, on a personal level, yeah. It's You're just, not gutted. It, Who yeah. are your favorite drummers? Um, I have a few. There's, I, I weirdly don't, if we're as into music and for as long as I've played it, I don't, nerd out on like a lot of specific <laughs> things like some of it i do mm-hmm. um but bizarre like, albums right um <laughs> but like but like, and like histories of certain bands and so all that but like as far as like getting like super into like specific drummers or like getting really into like gear and stuff i just don't really do that that mm-hmm. much um but like if i'm forced to pick some drummers it's usually this again, not a very exciting answer because the common person doesn't know who this guy is. But there's a drummer named Damon Atkinson, that's the drummer of this band, Braid, uh, who is if probably my favorite drummer, mm-hmm. probably the person I've ripped off the most, um, <laughs> un- intentionally or unintentionally. Uh, maybe I should have said that the opposite way. Um, and I do, I do like Dave Grohl a lot. I feel like. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I, that's the thing I, I don't understand. I feel like people love to like shit on him suddenly. Oh, really? He, Is there a backlash that I'm unaware of? Uh, kind of. I think it's just like people like sick of him or something, mm. or, or like, or just think they're too cool or something. But like, he's a super talented guy, and like, just seems like the nicest, coolest guy. I did meet him once, a very in like 1998. Uh, and he couldn't have been nicer. Um, you know, it was a, not that big of an interaction, but it was, it left an impression of like, wow, what a, what a cool, nice guy. And then everything I've ever seen since then, like everything kind of proves that. I have a Dave Grohl story. So I went to, and I, I had forgotten about, but I just remembered. I went to the VMAs in 1998 to cover it as a stringer for Rolling Stone and at the red carpet and this is where rose mcgowan wore the buttless like just the string butt Mm, outfit um and uh so at the red i was like perched kind of back but at the red carpet and people were showing up and like getting ready to walk the red carpet and it was very hot that day and i also remember seeing carson daly and jennifer love hewitt and she was not feeling well but it was really hot and so dave grohl and his girlfriend were spitting on each other to cool each other off. It was so, it was very punk rock. It was very weird, but I just remember them like almost like hawking loogies. It wasn't loogies though. I don't, I actually I don't not. know. It could have been loogies, <laughs> but just like, tr- just sort of be like having the most fun, just spitting on each other's skin. Ugh. Yeah. That sounds disgusting. But if that's your, if that's your thing, sure. knock yourself out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, real quick. Yes. Not related to this, but can I cir- just circle back real quick to uh, the uh, the question about mental health and like I was talking about, yes. how I've been trying to do things. For- I actually, <laughs> I just want to share a a quick story. Uh, I, I was going to tell it on like the last show, and then I just didn't think about it. Um, so again, as I've been trying to just feel better, trying to go out, do more things. Um, I went for a hike last week um, with a friend, our our mutual friend, Katie Levine. Oh. Um, and uh, 
So we go on this, she goes hiking all the time. So she knows tons of spots. I don't know. And, um, went to, I forget even what it was called. Doesn't matter. We go to this hiking trail. I've never been on. We do the whole thing. And I remember it was, it was one of those days last week where it was a lot colder than mm, the rest of I the weather has days. been. I miss those days. And, um, the whole, t- and it was also really gray that day and it did rain a little bit mm-hmm. that day. Um, but it wasn't supposed to rain after the morning. Um, and I just was like wearing a t-shirt and shorts because I was like, we're going on a hike. You're going to, yeah. even when it's like you think you're going to be cold, then usually you're, you end up sweating. Um, and like the whole drive, Katie was like, are you, are you sure you're going to be warm enough? Well, and I was like, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Um, and I was mostly fine. And then, um, we did the whole thing. And, uh, as we are kind of approaching the end, we're getting close to the end of the hike and, uh, it does start to, at first it's just kind of like a light mist and then, uh, it starts getting a little bit heavier. We know we're close to the end, but we don't know how close. I'm like, okay, this sucks. Um, and as we're kind of, again, approaching the end, we suddenly hear a voice yelling help. Oh my God. Help, help me. And it sounded like a little kid at first. Mm. I was like, what? And so we kind of like get to the, the trail was winding so we could see down to like where the trail continued. And we see this woman by herself. And we had seen her actually earlier. And, uh, she's just like screaming, help, help me. And so we're yelling back at her, like, what's, what, what's going on? Right. And she said there was a bear. Huh? <gasps> And she, I guess, like, saw it and, like, tried to, like, go up a tree or something oh to, my like, God. A- avoid. And, like, she fell and, like, got all cut up and, like, lost her phone. And and she's just, like, screaming and doesn't know what to do. And then we don't know it because we're trying to help her. But we're, like, she's saying there's a bear right there. Yeah. Like, uh, what do we do? Right. And Katie was, like, had a satellite phone she was trying to use. And, like, that didn't even work. Uh, and... I, I can say all this with a smile because the, the outcome was, I don't know. Obviously, I understand being terrified that mm-hmm. she saw a bear, uh, cause I was kind of terrified and I didn't see the bear. Uh, and <laughs> the thing was, like, as we're standing there trying to, like, what do we do? What do we do? We can hear cars. Mm-hmm. And I, at one point, like, look and I see, like, through a tree, like, I can see a car's tires. I'm like, wait, is the road right there? And, like, this lady could not have been closer to the end of the trail. Mm-hmm. And, like, there is literally a fire station right there. Oh, wow. And so Katie is yelling. And she's like, she's like, if you could go that way, she's like, you're, you're right at the end. Like, again, looking back, it's, it's almost comical how mm-hmm. close to this she was. Right. She was just frozen uh, in fear. Yeah. Um, and so she's like, okay. And then she goes and gets the, uh, talks to someone at the fire station and and we we katie says to her like we used like send them like because the you could drive we saw a few trucks on mm-hmm. this trail katie send them like, back so them, you guys yeah, don't get eaten yes, by a bear yes exactly <laughs> and then we're and we can hear her talking uh-huh and it just we just hear talking and talking and talking and talking and talk, just, we're like what's happening like why is the, and then started yelling like hey we're still up here like what's good and then like eventually she's just like it's okay now you can come down the bear is over here now or whatever and the the guy at the fire station had like gotten in his truck and like said that 
So we, we come down and then we see them. The guy there was like, he had gotten in the truck and like turned on the sirens and stuff. And he said that it didn't scare the bear away though. And, uh, he said he thinks it was a a mama bear that. Oh my God. Looking. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, it was so we knew it was still kind of close, but we're there with the woman and the 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 dude, and we're like, we just need to get to the car. Can we can we do that? And I'm thinking like he'll drive us to the yeah. car, even though it's barely anywhere. And he's like, he's his answer was, oh, you should be fine. He's like, just just be quick and have your wits about you. Really. <laughs> Does that even mean? <laughs> so, That's not the answer I would be looking for. <laughs> right. But then we did. And uh, I have I have a picture. I, I haven't posted it, but I have a picture of us then going quickly to the car and Katie's holding uh, like pepper spray in one hand and a knife in the other. <laughs> and we're just like walking quickly to the car. Oh, my and God. We got to the car safely <laughs> and everything. But yeah. That's so scary. <laughs> did you so- have dogs with you? Yeah, she had. I left that part out. Yeah, she had her dog with us. So, oh, geez. Yeah, <laughs> that's that was just, what you get for trying to hike, Tony. I know, <laughs> like trying to trying to do a thing, make myself feel better. And I was like, oh, is this the next uh, <laughs> shitty thing that happens? Right, right. Because you're on guard now for the next. You know what? You know what is not bad, Tony, and is actually wonderful. The Embark Breed and Health Kit. This is a dog DNA kit, uh, which I've done with Wendy. The aforementioned Jackie has done it with Chooch. Uh, it, it is just a cheek swab, so it's very easy to do. Uh, and they are really more thorough than I think any uh, other dog DNA kit on the market. So you'll find out all the different breeds that make up your dog. Now with Wendy, we knew she was a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel and that's what we found out. But there's all sorts of other info you get as well, like great health info that you can tell your vet. Um, they screen, there's other, you know, genetic conditions that they screen for. And then that's something that's really good, you know, predisp, uh, predilection towards different things, things they might be carriers for. So that's good info to have. And then also you can be connected with relatives of your dog. Like Jackie just met one of Chooch's half siblings, siblings. I forget specifically who it was. And it turns out they both crossed their paws the same. (laughs) And there's something else they do. This is, it was so ridiculously cute. Um, And I'm always excited when I find out like, Oh, you know, a new relative of Wendy's just popped up. Um, and it's just, uh, it's, it's super great and really thorough. And I recommend it. Tony, if you haven't done this with Bentley, you should, you could be connected to Bentley's siblings. I know. Initially I was like, oh, is there really a point? Cause I know he's just a pure French bulldog, right. but, uh, yeah, knowing some of the, uh, the other the house it might be might be good to know yeah do it it's great learn your dog's inner secrets with embark the highest rated dog dna test right now embark has an offer on their breed and health kit for our listeners go to embarkvet.com to get free shipping and save 50 dollars off your embark breed and health kit with promo code best friend visit embarkvet.com and use promo code best friend to save 50 dollars today okay let's get back to these questions Here's one that might be hard. Brianne Andrade. Hi, Tony. Tell us a behind the scenes story. Any story with Allison. Behind the scenes with, with you. Yeah. Behind the scenes. That story didn't about me. go the way I thought it was going <laughs> to. Uh, hmm. 
well, this one time with some extreme anger, I asked her why she was unplugging the equipment. Oh, my God. I'd never seen you so angry. <laughs> well, I can remember. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I Please go ahead, because I was literally going to say I'm trying to think of something. And so go ahead. I can remember a story, which I don't know if we shared it at the time. Probably, actually. But um, when I was doing when we were doing our first and only at the Hollywood was that at the improv? You know, this part, no, it was at the comedy store. When we were doing our childish live show, mm. um, I remember I was, I forget, I was taught, I was nervous about the recording of the podcast, even though the club had promised they would record it. I would, I'm forgetting the details now. I don't remember exactly, but I just know I was nervous about it because I've been burned before and things like that. And you were like, and you were not our producer. But you were like, do you want me to come? And I'm like, oh, my God, would you? And you, I, it was so nice. You just went over and you helped us out. And uh, you were there to make sure everything recorded well. And I just felt really um, like we were in good hands. Thank you. That's yeah. that's nice of you to say. Yeah, I was. Uh, that was in that moment of, of like felt like momentum was good. And I was like out constantly recording mm-hmm. things. I was like, yeah, sure. I'll come do that. And yeah, if it happened now, no chance I would do it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, I was happy to do it. Angela D says, is he open to a new relationship? Is Bentley a good wingman? I would assume ladies can't resist that chunky boy Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it's it's been a weird time because I, I, I was uh, for a bit. I know I talked a little bit on the show before uh, was seeing someone during uh, lockdown and that was going really well. Uh, and then it suddenly just ended and I was a little and still kind of confused, but mm-hmm. we have, we have been able to remain friends. Um, and that's good. Cause I feel like, I don't know, it, it, you know, while, while the relationship ended, I feel like in a way, like, I feel like this is like one of those people that stay friends for a long time because like we went through some shit together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, meeting during this time and all that. Um, and, you know, admittedly, I, I kind of struggled moving past that. Um, and I tried dating a little bit since then. And it's just, I, first of all, I'm, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I've kind of never really dated mm-hmm. until now. Um, so it's a very new thing to me. And it feels very overwhelming sometimes. And also, just, yeah, for a while, I was like, I don't know if mentally I'm in the best place to even attempt this, even Mm -hmm. though that sounds nice. And that could be obviously a good thing in the bigger picture. But, like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know if this would be fair to someone else right now to deal with this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm... I'm working on things and, uh, I, yeah, I'm definitely open to it, but, uh, yeah, trying to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think staying friends with her made it, is making it hard or made it harder to get over the relationship? Um, probably. Yeah. I think for a while at least. Um, yeah, it was. It was kind of tricky, I think, but, um, I think, I think I'm, I'm getting to be in a, a much better place with that now. And, uh, I don't know, just sort of like accepting it a little bit better, I think, than I was initially. Good. Yeah. 
I think any disappointment experienced during this pandemic is magnified because Mm -hmm. there's like a lack of stimulation. There's a lack of things going on and like our lives are not full in the way that they were during normal times. So everything feels bigger. Yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, that and then combined with like, we really did like we were, we were different in a lot of ways, but we got along great and like literally never even had an argument so like (laughs) i was very confusing to me but um yeah you know can't make someone feel a certain way i hate that i hate that you can't i know (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i think that was a big realization as i got older this thing of like oh it's not really about trying to coax someone into feeling a certain way or playing it a certain way so that they'll do this it's really more just about when you don't have to do that anymore mm-hmm. um yep and that feels really you know it's it is really capricious okay megan parkansky says the used was one of my favorite bands in high school no not even one of the used was my favorite band in high school i even have a tattoo of their album art i assume you've crossed paths with them what were they like bert seemed like kind of an asshole when i met him once but quinn seemed sweet also my girlfriend says she went to warp tour to see motion city soundtrack in la circa 2006 to 2008 supposedly in the la galaxy's parking lot no question there just wanted to tell you it was quote the best day of her young life and she was bawling and quote got heat stroke for you i live a block away from the federal see you on the second oh nice um well that's very nice um but uh, that's a a good kind of a a good band to bring up because i do have two quick kind of funny stories uh i honestly never really interacted with anybody from the used I i think like definitely met at some point you know but but just kind of like quickly and in passing so i i can't really speak much to that um but the it was either the first summer or the second summer that we ever did any warp tour dates uh we were on one of the very small side stages um and you know playing to a handful of people like i think we were like the first band on that day too mm-hmm. and one of the people that was watching us like definitely like stood out because and was just kind of like dancing and kind of going crazy while we were playing and uh come to find out uh well he then i think came and talked to our singer afterwards and it turned out it was bert from the used oh um and at the time i none of us had heard of them either and like fast forward like six months or a year and they were pretty big um so yeah, that was that was my introduction to the used was him freaking out to us playing. Um and then the next time we crossed paths with them, we uh played in Grand Rapids, Michigan and we were go- we were playing two shows in one night. And we were going to open uh for the used and after that show, we were literally we were sharing gear at, at one show and then our, our gear was at another show. So, cause we literally had to get in a car, like get off stage, get in the car, go directly to mm. the other venue and play this other show where we were opening for Steve-O. Yes. Steve-O, Steve-O? from Jackass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, and 
on the way. The way so, you so, said Steve-O, I was like, is there a band called? It took me a second. Like, there's a band <laughs> called Steve-O. Yes, because it makes no sense that we opened for <laughs> right, Steve-O. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and on the way to the, I think it was two separate cars we were riding in. I forget who was driving one, but, oh, and I think it was our van and then our manager uh, was also in one of the cars. And our van uh, blew out a tire in oh, just no. that drive from one <laughs> to the other. And we're like, oh, my God, we're not going to make it to this other show. Yeah. And then just like some random, nice, middle-aged man uh, pulled over and like tried to help us. And we were telling him what was going on. And he's like, I'll get you over there. Come on. And he like <laughs> gave us a ride. To oh, that's so nice. So we could go open for Steve. <laughs> <laughs> For, so Steve-O was doing what? Stand-up? No, I don't really know what you would a, call this. A one-man was, show? Um, yeah, and just doing a lot of gross stunts, stunts and stuff. Okay. Like I feel like at one point he got somebody from the audience to come up and kick him in the balls. <laughs> things like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, real... Uh, Highbrow. Yeah. Did you ever see those movies? I I love those movies honestly, uh, but I, it's it's a little hit or miss for me though. At times I don't like the the super gross stuff, mm-hmm. uh, but I will actually. I just rewatched Jackass two like a couple of nights ago actually, uh, and I was giggling like an idiot. Yeah, I never saw them. I but I had heard sort of counterintuitively like, oh, they're actually pretty good. But They're, I can't, isn't there like, like, if anything draws blood, I can't, I can't stand it. So, and I feel like they staple some, some skin. Yeah, there's, there's some, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that will make you cringe. Yeah. Um, and just makes you like so anxious. And it, it's not so much, I can't even really think of that much blood necessarily. There definitely is, but like, it's more so like a lot of like poop and stuff. Like oh, I can that. handle poop, so. I think. Maybe I should I don't give know. it a shot. I don't know. It's 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 really gross at times, <laughs> but it it will still kind of make you laugh in a yeah. weird way. It's like one of those things that you feel you almost feel bad for laughing. You're like, why am I laughing at this? Yeah. Now I don't know if I <laughs> maybe I do. Maybe I'll get it. Is there one that you'd recommend over the others? It's been a while since I've uh, seen all three, um, but I feel I think. I want to say that two is kind of the one that people seem to like the most. I think I know, I, uh, I know, I know Tim Kalpakis loves Jackass too. I do think he's the funniest <laughs> in the whole world. So yeah, Tony, thank you so much for My letting me pleasure. interview you. Yeah. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me suck at June. Diane. No, not. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really, I know that you were committed to being here at this time anyway, <laughs> but you <laughs> yes. did totally save my butt. So thank you. No problem. Anytime. Um, listen, guys, if you like what you're hearing, please make sure you're subscribed or following in uh, whatever app you listen in and leave us a nice comment on Apple Podcasts. I looked and there's a whole flurry of new nice comments. So thank you to everyone. Uh, we'll be doing iTunes comments of the week soon. Um, but make sure you get yours in there. Leave us a nice comment. Click five stars. Again, I'm on Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. If you sign up for an annual subscription, you get two months free. So 12 months for the price of 10. Also, I'm on Cameo. Have a book out. Tony, what about you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Tony Thaxton. 
and my podcast, Bizarre Albums, every Tuesday. And um, yes, this Thursday, if you're in the LA area, it was mentioned a minute ago, September 2nd uh, at the Federal in North Hollywood, playing with Don't Stop or We'll Die and the opening band Townland, uh, which is Matt Gorley's band. Uh, and also the Sloppy Boys are on that show as well. Uh, so guaranteed fun times. Uh, I'm very excited to play a real show. Uh, I guess I did a few weeks ago, but this this one, uh, I think tickets have already sold quite well for this and stuff. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm very excited to play to an audience. Nice. And the Don't Stop guys are coming back on the Thursday show pretty soon. Yes. Yeah, we just confirmed that a little bit ago. That's right. Yes. Exciting. Um, yes. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tony. My pleasure. Thank you. And listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Alison Rosen Show? 